Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I'm praying as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee you that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Brothers and sisters, our God is a God of recovery and restoration. He's a God who brings recovery and restoration to areas that need recovery and restoration in our lives. One of the definitions of restoration is a putting back into a former position, dignity, etc., etc., etc. That's something that would be big-time beneficial in all of our lives. Some of you lost your former position for whatever reason. Some of you were wronged in the positions you had was taken from you, and your dignity was lost by you. Some of you did wrong, and the position you had was rightfully taken from you. And because of that, your dignity was also lost by you. But regardless of the reason, this is the season for recovery and restoration. So get ready, get ready, get ready for the God of recovery and restoration to bring recovery and restoration into the lives of you and me. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you about recovery and restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. God is a God with multiple names. Every one of those names tells you different things about what he, who he wants to be to you, what he wants to do for you, how he wants to come through for you. Every single one of those names. And God wants to come through you in so many different, come through for you in so many different ways. And there's no way no one name can be able to cover all that. Does that make sense? Amen. And so there's a name that's attached to all of this that this God wants to do through this. One of the names teaches us that God is a God who, who recovers and restores. That name is Jehovah Gamola. Jehovah Gamola. G M O G M L O A H. Gamola. Jehovah Gamola means the God who recompenses. He is the God who recompenses. He's the God who repays in full for damages that are done to his who repays in full for damages that are paid to his. He he recompenses or repays the people who did the wrong, and he recompenses and repays his people who were wronged. He recompenses and repays the people who did the wrong, and he recompenses and repays the people who were wronged. Now, the only part we need to focus on is that we the part people that were wronged. Amen. Amen. I felt it drop right there because you were thinking like, get him, Lord, get him. But say, no, 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 calm down, calm down. Just remember, you're supposed to pray for them. You're supposed to pray for them. You say, I am praying for them. Get him, Lord, get him, Lord. No, 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 none of them David prayers. Them ain't the ones I'm talking about. I'm talking about them loving prayers. Hallelujah. Because they was being used just like me and you been used at time too. They was being manipulated just like you and me have been manipulated at times too. And we don't want it to happen to us. And we don't want it to happen to them either. But we're leaving it in God's hand. Because this is also one of the names where God demonstrates how he moves his mighty hand. Once he finds a person that will submit their mighty hand, he'll then move that mighty hand. 
and begin to start doing some things in their life. And one of the things is to recompense in the midst of their life. He recompenses because God is a God who pays in full the damages that are done to his. He recompenses and repays the people who did the wrong and he recompenses and pays the people who were wronged. Now the word recompenses is a powerful word. It means repays. Let me rephrase. It includes repays, remunerates, rewards, ask for service, aid, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It includes repays. Well, God's going to pay back a big payback. Remunerates. He's going to even reward, ask for service, aids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas those of us who have been doing what we have been supposed to do, conducting ourselves like we ought to, God says, I'm going to reward you for that too. Praise God. And said he's going to reward us for that too. I know he loves everybody, but he rewards too. Yes, he does. That word recompenses also means pays or gives compensation for. Pays or gives compensation for. Well, God pays or gives compensation for things. It also means makes restitution or requital for damage, injury, or the like. To make restitution or requital for damage, injury, or the like. Well, God's going to make restitution, remember, on both sides. He's going to bring restitution to the ones that did the wrong, and he's going to make restitution to the ones that were wronged. That's good news. (laughs) He's going to do restitution and and make amends for the ones that were wronged. That's us. And he's going to even the score for the ones that did it, too. Let me show you one of the times, no, a couple of the times that this happened in Scripture. Because this ain't no one-time thing in Scripture. Because God is a God that that's how he do. That's why it's important for you to understand when he's telling you about recovery and restoration. He ain't playing no games. He ain't playing no games. Turn to Jeremiah chapter 51, please. Oh, yes. Thank the Lord for the word. Jeremiah chapter 51. Now, we're hitting the end of Jeremiah here. Remember when you're in the beginning of Jeremiah, Jeremiah was prophesying to the people about how it is that they were going to go into captivity. They wasn't getting out of that. They were going to go into captivity. Why? Because of what they did, the things that they did and did not do. They was going to go into captivity. But yet God was telling them, but don't worry, you're going to go in there, but I'm going to bring you back from the captivity that you're going to go into. I'm going to bring you back. He told them how many years that they was going to have to deal with it, how many years they was going to go through it. He told them exactly what they was going to have to go through and what they was going to have to do. He said, but don't worry. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They're thoughts of good, not of evil. To give you an expected end. So I, 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 there's an end I got for you. And that's not going to be the end I got for you. You might have to deal with that for a minute or two. But that ain't the end I got planned for you. And he told them he was going to return them. To the land that they were supposed to be. So that they can be able to live free. Of course they had all kind of feel good ministers around them too. Telling them that don't worry about all that. You ain't got to deal with all of that. You know because God is good. And everything's going to be good for you. And, 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 and God said don't pay no attention to them. Jeremiah you keep prophesying and tell them what I said. And they, well, they didn't want to accept what Jeremiah said. Well so what? Because God still did it. The Babylonians came in. Took them. Destroyed everything. 
took down their temple, destroyed it, snatched up all the stuff, threw them into captivity, and they was in that captivity for them 40 years that he told them they was going to be too. Because God ain't never lied. He always says what he's going to do. Whether you accept it, don't accept it, like it, don't like it, it's still true. He's still going to do what he said he's going to do. And thank God for men of God and women of God who will stand up and tell the truth. And won't try to say no feel-good stuff to you, but they'll tell them what thus saith the Lord. Thank God for people like that. They, they're few and far between, but they exist. Is anybody hearing me up in here? They exist. Don't resist. So now we're at the end of this. Well, that time was up. Well, God was going to be able to come up, come back and be able to bring them back to the land that he said that he was going to bring them back to. For time's sake, we'll pick up at verse 56. We're in Jeremiah chapter 51. It would be good for you to read the rest of chapter 51 when you get a chance. So you can hear what he said he was going to do to them and they wasn't going to have a chance. Talking about the ones that he was going to pay back on the negative side. Because those was the ones that did something to him. Now he's talking to them on their side. Jeremiah chapter 51 starting with verse 56. He said, because the spoilers come unto her, speaking of Babylon, even upon Babylon, and her mighty men are taken. Every one of their bows is broken. For the Lord God of recompenses shall surely requite. The Lord God of recompenses shall surely requite. Now, this is the name that God has that was used when God oversaw the fall of Babylon and the restoration of his people, because both of them went hand in hand. There was the fall of Babylon, and then there was the restoration of his people. There was the fall of Babylon, and there was the restoration of his people. Why Babylon? Because Babylon was the one that was jacking his people. And when Jehovah Gamola makes his move, he makes his move on both. He makes his one on the one that's doing wrong. He makes the one on the one that he wanted to do right. He'd be making them godfather moves. I said he'd be making them godfather moves. Remember, remember Michael Corleone? Wrong was happening. Things was going on. It looked like he was weak. Looked like nothing was happening. Looked like he wasn't doing nothing. He couldn't do nothing about it. Looked like the other five families was, was going to take over, you know, New York and, and everything else like that. And, you know, all kind of things happen. He just stayed quiet until he went and got ready to make that move to become the Godfather. He had already set up that on that day, the heads of all five families got took out. Everything got happened. He paid back. Everything they needed to get paid back. The one that set up his daddy it got took out. Everything got took out. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what was happening to them. It was a Michael Corleone move. It was like it stuff come in, got folk got wiped out because Babylon was the baddest folk walking. They was like the strongest army walking. But some armies came up and took them out just like that overnight. But he was telling them also, I'm about to do something for you, too. He dealt with Babylon, the ones who did his people wrong when they least expected in such a way that their resistance was impossible. They couldn't even resist it happening. Because it just happened to him so fast. But he restored his people at that time that he prophesied to them that he would restore. Jehovah Gamola, the God who recompenses, said something here that is like very, very powerful. Verse 56 again. Let's go to the end of 56. He said, for the Lord God of recompenses shall surely requite. Shall surely requite. Remember, that's the phraseology that he used to Adam. When he said, if you partake of the tree that's in the middle of the Garden of Eden, ye shall surely 
perish. That's what he said, die. Ye shall surely die. And didn't it happen? Didn't it happen? It happened just like he said, because as soon as they ate of the tree, they, they died just like he said. In fact, he said, die, die. That's why two deaths exist automatically. You're born into the first one. That is separation from God. Second one is going to manifest, and that's natural death. Those are two, because he said, shall surely, which meant all, that his, the same thing happened to his people after him also. Shall surely die. Praise God. That's why it's important on every man wants to die. And then the judgment. Now, there's a third death that's available that we have been saved from. And that's called eternal death. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. Lord. Amen. But the other ones was in manifestation. Born into it. And then the second one that you you, you die physically from and stuff like that. Because he says, shall surely. Well, the same shall shall surely that he used back in Genesis is the same shall surely that he's talking about requiting you. The same shall surely that he said to them is the same shall surely that he's saying to you too, which means it's going to happen. Ain't no ifs, no ands, no buts about it. He requites the wrongs of those who don't, that he did to his people, but he also requites his people. That word requite also translates. Listen to this list because any combination of these are going to happen to you based upon what already happened to you. Word requite means make amends. We've got to amend things and make sure that things work out like they're supposed to. He will give again, which means if stuff was took from you, he'll bring it back to you. He'll make good, which means everything that was bad, he'll turn it into good. He will repay that stuff that went away. He will prosper you. He will make you prosperous because it means make prosperous. He will recompense you. He will make restitution to you of definitions I gave you before and restore you. He said, it shall surely happen. It shall surely. Why? Because the God of recompense, Jehovah Gamola, has said that this is what's going to happen. He spoke what was going to happen. And now they're seeing it happen. He dealt with Babylon, the ones who did his people wrong at a time when they least expected but he restored his people at a time that he prophesied that he would do. For them, they didn't expect it. For us, we should have expected it because he prophesied to us that he was going to do it. He prophesied to, to, to the children of Israel he was going to do it, and he did it exactly at the time that he said he was going to do it. And he prophesied to me and you that he's going to do it, and he's going to do it exactly at the time that he said he's going to do it. That's why we find there's times of restitution. It's times for payback. It's times to make amends. It's time to prosper. It's time to make prosperous. It's time for the, it's time for the, there are times for these. And we are, we are entering, in, excuse me, Lord, we are in a time when this is going to happen for you and me. I like to read it out of the Young's literal translation. It renders the end of verse 56 this way. Young's literal translation, we're a literal translation of it. It says, for the God of recompenses, Jehovah, Doth certainly repay. Doth certainly repay. Certainly repay. Now that's so you can have faith and confidence in it. So you can be certain that repayment is coming. Certain that amends are coming. Just like he prophesied 40 years from now. So if they had calendars, they was putting X's on every date. X's on every date with a circle around this other date that says that's the 40 years it's going to come to an end. And then so that when they hit that date, 
they thinking like, okay, what's going to happen? All of a sudden they went to sleep. When they woke up, the other armies had taken over the other army. And then that was the ones that turned around and set them free and returned them back to their, to their own homeland. Well, you're going to look up, wake up one day. Something's going to be one way. Next day, it's going to be another way. One day, it's going to be one way when you wake up that day. But before you go to sleep that night, you're going to find out everything's been changed and made right. Because it ain't going to take him long to do this. Is anybody hearing me up in here? I said it ain't going to take him long to do this. There was no long battle that went on to take back, take down the people of Babylon. It was an overnight thing. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because God got this thing. It don't take him long to get stuff done. Is anybody hearing me up in here? <laughs> I like that. You don't have to like that. Praise God. Now, God did the same with the children of Israel who were, who were done wrong by the Egyptians too. He did the same thing to the children of Israel that was done wrong. Because remember, they was held 430 years in Egyptian bondage for nothing. I mean, they was put in bondage for being blessed. They was put in bondage just because of who they were, children of Israel. They hadn't done no wrong, but they ended up living a life that was all wrong. 430 years collectively that it was like that. Till God sent his deliverer, Moses, to be able to deliver the children of Israel. Told Pharaoh, let my people go. Said it to him nine times, praise God, before the tenth time it happened. Said it to him nine times before it happened. Hallelujah. I said nine times before it happened. Each one, the children of Israel were thinking like, this is the time, but it didn't happen. This is the time, but it didn't happen. This is the time, but it didn't happen. They saw God move because every time God said something, he moved. But Pharaoh wasn't moved. Pharaoh said, I ain't letting them go. Until that tenth time when Pharaoh opened up his eyes and saw his son dead, all the firstborn of his animals is dead, all the firstborn through his land is dead, where everything is dead. Just like God said. Pick up the story right there. Exodus chapter 12, please. Night before. He told the children of Israel, go get yourself a lamb. Go get yourself a ram. Told them exactly what to do with that lamb because God always gives instructions to tie you into the restoration he's about to do with you. Always gives you instructions of what to do so that you can tie into what he said to do. The basic premises is that you're going to operate in faith. That's the basic premises. Because if you have faith, you'll do what he says to do. That's the basic premise. Whatever he says to do. We're going to Exodus chapter 12. Well, they did it. He told them, put your clothes on while you're eating it too. Don't lay back and relax. I want you to put your clothes on, your traveling clothes. Why is that? Because you're going someplace. Told them to eat the lamb, the, 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 the ram, the whole thing too. Not the parts of it that you like. Not one doctrine out of balance. But I need you to eat the whole thing. The guts, everything. Gizzards. Amen. All that. I want you to eat it all. Told them to eat it with bitter herbs too. Because some of it ain't sweet. But he said still, eat. Eat it all. The stuff that you like, the stuff you don't like, just eat it all. Put your traveling clothes on. Because you're about to go someplace. Put the blood over your doorpost. Use a hyssop. 
Praise God. So it could be both blood and water over it at the same time. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that when the deaf angel come through, he'll look at your house and say, not yours because the blood is on it. The blood of that lamb that you ate is all over it. He said, you be ready. I bet you they think like, okay. Thinking like it's a silly thing that he told me to do. Silly to you. But it's wisdom if you do what he says do. Well, they did it. Woke up that next morning. Exodus chapter 12, verse 35. I love the Lord. Let's go to verse 33. He said, and the Egyptians were urgent upon the people that they might send them out of the land in haste. For they said, we be all dead men. Because they saw what happened to the firstborn. And they said, that's going to happen to us too if we don't get them up out of here. So they sent them out. And the people took their dough, that ain't money, took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading troughs being bound up in their clothes upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel did according to the word of the Lord. Well, what was the word of the Lord? The Lord had told the children of Israel back when he was telling them that he was going to deliver them when Moses first came to them. He said, I'm going to deliver you and you're going to be free. But before you go, I want you to, I want you to spoil the Egyptians. I want you to borrow from them their stuff. He told them exactly what to borrow. Go get their silver. Go get their gold. Go get everything in their, in, that, that they have. Go get it. I want you to go get it from them. Now, once again, you stop and think about this. They still slaves when he's saying, I'm going to give you gold. I'm going to give you silver. And the gold and the silver is going to be the Egyptians' gold and the silver. In fact, you're going to go ask it of them. Back then, they probably thinking like, okay, that's got to be God if that's going to happen. God made a move to be able to turn the hearts of the people. Had something happen in, the midst, in their midst that convinced them to be able to give to God's people. Verse 35, and the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they borrowed of the Egyptians silver and jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment, some new clothes too. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they lent unto them such things as they required and they spoiled the Egyptians. That word spoiled right there means to snatch away, to snatch away. Now, once again, that does not necessarily mean they snatched it out their hand. It wasn't like they was necessarily rude when it happened, but they took it from them, snatched it away from them. Praise God. I like this. It also translates recover. They recovered from them their stuff, the stuff. They recovered from them the stuff. Oh, wait, wait. Snatch away makes me feel as though I'm taking something that belongs to somebody else. But recover changes the, the mentality of it. Recover means I'm getting back what was mine. Well, how is it mine? Because I was taken advantage of for 430 years. I would work a lot and get a little. I would put in long hours and get very little. They would take the best of everything and give the slaves the least of everything. 
Come on, that's how some of us learn how to go back generationally. That's how we learn how to cook ham hocks. And that's how we learn how to cook chitlins. That's how we learn how to cook all that kind of stuff. Hey, man, you call it a delicacy now. It was the stuff that was thrown out before. But they would give it to the slaves and say, here, you eat it. And so they learned how to cook it. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Because the slave owner didn't didn't eat that. I ain't cracking on that. I'm just saying the slave owner didn't eat that. He gave it to the slaves. Well, it was like that then when they was in Goshen, too, that they ate the, the least of the stuff, not the best of the stuff that was given unto them. But when they went, got ready to go out, God had them recover. He caused a recovery to happen to them of that which was rightfully theirs. Jehovah Gamola caused a recompense to be able to occur. Whereas the ones that did them wrong lost stuff. But the ones that were done wrong gained stuff. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope even more that you are learning to allow God to be a God of recovering restoration in your life. God wants to. So all we have to do is believe it's true, cooperate with Him, and let Him bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. We'll be so glad when He does what He promised us He'll do. That is, bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it your way right away. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.